So it turns out rumours of Yamaha's demise have been greatly exaggerated. Or have they? Welcome back to Motorsport 101. Just when you thought it was safe to make the struggle jokes, Fabio goes and completely curb stomps the field. Welcome to episode 357 of Motorsport 101 and part two of our doubleheader over a pretty intense weekend of motorsport here. We got we had, we had Formula One, check that out if you haven't already. And now we're going to talk about MotoGP's Portuguese Grand Prix. I love Portimao. Oh, so good to have it back on the calendar permanently. Even though it was rainy as shit for most of the weekend. Um, yeah, Portuguese climate by the sea. Unpredictable, to say the least. But the race was dry, and it was full of fun. But uh, Fabio uh, decided to uh, just destroy everybody. And we'll talk about some of that as well over the course of the show. But once again, let's go around the horn real quick. First up, Cam. Hello, man. How's it going? Uh, it's going okay. I mean... Uh... The bikes were here, and has to be said, all of the championship predictions from everyone, everywhere, were all hopelessly incorrect. Terrible. Wrong. Awful. Shit. We all suck. <laughs> we, we were all on the Marquez wagon, and they're all hopping off again. It's like, oh, good. They'll, they'll be fun once they get to Europe. They were terrible Even the people who Europe. didn't pick Marquez in our server. Utterly wrong. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, we uh, I did just want to congratulate you, Cam, on your Boston Celtics winning the first round of the NBA playoffs, uh, as it will be uh, time for the second round by the time this podcast goes out. Well, yeah, Kyrie Irving can suck my dick, in his own words. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, King, what do we know about playoffs down here? Not us, right? <sighs> uh, not us. Like I, like I referred to on the server, as a Knicks fan, watching... The Nets take on the Celtics in the first round is like being a democratic country in Europe watching the Nazis take on Stalin. Well, King, uh, whether you like it or not, we're just going to keep stabbing westward. <laughs> I've done nearly 320 of these episodes. That might be the most unhinged intro things ever come out with. <laughs> Oh, oh my god! I, I just knocked my headphones off my head. Like that's how wild that was. My God, what, what do I even do with that? <laughs> oh, Jay, how's it going? Um, you, ac you accept the inevitable, comrade. <laughs> uh, I'm just, I'm just glad that everybody's having. Well, I know not everybody's having a good time, but I'm glad most people are having a good time. It, it sounds fun. It looks fun. <laughs> it's the. It's apparently fun. It's also completely unhinged. But here we are. Um, we'll get into MotoGP in Portugal here. We'll be talking about Fabio Quattararo, a win that was so dominant, so destruction, so many beatings handed out. We're now questioning, was Yamaha ever really that bad to begin with? Um, we'll get into some of that. Um, we'll get into round three of he's Jack Miller. Welcome to Jackass. Uh, or in this case, Oh, boy, um, did he welcome others to Jackass with him. <laughs> I was hope I was hoping he was saying under the under the helmet, Hi, I'm Jack Miller and this is the dive bomb. And uh Johan Mir found out the hard way. Let's let's put it to you that way. We'll be talking about some of that and more talk on Miller's future because it's getting interesting, to say the least, in that camp. It looks like I didn't think I'd be saying this. It looks like Jack Miller might be the key domino in silly season. 
It's weird how this turned out, but here we are. Uh, we'll also talk more a bit about Aprilia, a moment of history, folks. Alicia Spargo finished on the podium. Not just that, it means Aprilia no longer has concession status. <laughs> this know. is a moment in history. <laughs> what we need now is a car-shaped video player to rewind and tell us how we got to this point. Um, yes, Aprilia no longer have concessions. It is a strange vibe. It is a strange time. But we, this is how we got here. Um, and we'll be talking some about some of the other action as well that came through that weekend. I mean, hell, even the Marquez brothers were scrapping. That was fun. We didn't even get time to put it in the script. <laughs> but those two guys beat the piss out of each other. And it was great. Uh, <laughs> oh, loved some of that. Right, we'll get into all the action in just a minute. First of all, places you can find us real quick. We're on YouTube.com forward slash Motorsport 101. We're on Facebook.com forward slash Motorsport 101. We're on Instagram at Motorsport 101. Pod if you want to follow us for updates on content there. We're on Twitter at Motorsport underscore 101. If you'd like to follow our handles, you can at Harrison101HD, at Ryan Eric King, at RJ O'Connell, and at Buckley 917 all of those information and much more on our website, including extra blogs on this uh, race and Formula One in Imola as well, all on our website, motorsport101.com. Check it out if you haven't already. Gentlemen, should we talk about Portugal? Let's talk about Portugal. Hey, uh, remember the first weekend of the season where we all thought Yamaha was just terrible, bad, mm. awful, atrocious. There's no saving this. If Fabio Cordararo is taking the first bus out of the team when he can. Well, I, 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 I had like half an eye on this race, right? And I turn mm. around, I look, and all of a sudden, Fabio Cordararo uh, is leading by five seconds he wins by five seconds from Johan Zarco and Alicia Spargaro at the Portuguese Grand Prix that win put Fabio back on top of the championship on countback over Alex Rins Trey I want to turn this over to you first what did you make of Fabio's victory and have the talks of Yamaha's struggles been exaggerated I'm in two minds about this, because if you talk to any Fabio Quattararo fan on Twitter, you'd think their world was crumbling down around them. <laughs> like, like It's like when you beat a, 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 a level on Super Mario World and like Bowser's castle just disintegrates. You, you would never have guessed that Fabio Quattararo, after this weekend, was leading the championship. Because if you didn't know any better, you'd feel like Yamaha is a complete pile of horseshit. And the reality is it's probably somewhere in between when it comes to that. It's 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 a strange one because it's like I, I had a bit of an epiphany watching this race. And then it's like you realize we are ignoring how good Fabio has been when we were praising Mark Marquez mm-hmm. for doing the exact same thing three years ago. Like we were talking about Honda's struggles. And it was only really when Marquez broke his arm in 2020 did we realize just how lopsided the Honda camp was, even though the hints with Lorenzo kind of made it, you know, like the clues were there, right? Yeah. But, but, once, but once Marquez broke his arm and essentially lost two years of his career, we realized just how lopsided Honda was. Look at what Fabio's doing right now. Like, The next nearest Yamaha was 29 seconds down the road, and it's 36-year-old Andrea Davizioso on last year's bike. 
that's how much of a beating Fabio is putting on the field. We talked about it in our preseason. We talked about how Dovi was just... He, he, he just did not know how Fabio was getting the speed out of this thing. And the proof of the pudding's in the eating. This was arguably Fabio's best win. This was a crushing victory. Like... It's not like he was beating scrubs or there was shenanigans behind him. It was Johan Mir who was he was directly behind him for the majority of this race. Mir, who actually got a clean start, who actually got his best qualifying performance ever in the top flight by qualifying second. <laughs> and Mir got ground to a pulp. And that was before Jack Miller took him out. <laughs> it's, it's, it was a remarkable performance. <laughs> And it's one of those things that makes you remember just how special a talent this young man is. Oh, yeah. I I, I wholeheartedly agree. Like, Fabio Quartararo, even from his first year of the Premier class, has has shown signs of being the closest thing to a Mark Marquez challenger that we've had in a long time. And that was great. That was the ride of a world champion. I Mm. I, I, want to bring up the other side of the story. Uh... The other Yamahas were still nowhere. I have questions. Mm. I know Darren Bender is a very much a project rider. And I know Andre Vizios is coming up a year off a layup. Is Fabio is Franco Morbidelli's knee still bothering him? Why is he all the way down there? I and Fabio's all the way up here. On the same bike. I I am very sad to think this, but I think that with the severity of the injury that Franco's uh, Franco dealt with last in the last couple of years, mm. the Franco Morbidelli that we saw beat Quattararo to a championship, he looked surefire to win at one point. Mm. Um, obviously behind Mir, who ended up winning the whole thing. <sighs> Is he gone? I hope I haven't not. seen I haven't seen a sign of him since the end of that season, and it makes me very sad. Yeah, I, I it's a weird one because Morbidelli was riding through that injury for quite a long time. He was just it he was just coming to live with it, and then he stumbled at Le Mans last year, and that's apparently what triggered it even worse. Basically, where it was like. He landed awkwardly on it, and that's apparently what made it so bad. He had to have surgery on it, and ever since that surgery, and he got a very lucky break because, well, I don't mean lucky in that, I mean, pardon the pun, but, like, in between that surgery was when Maverick Vinales got sacked. So he was able to come back on the factory bike straight away. It was Frankie's seat. It It was the natural replacement. He's not been... The same guy since he's been he's barely not... capable of scoring points. It's sad. It's it, it's incredibly sad because he's such a talented rider. Let's not forget he's a, he was a Moto Two World Champion. He's got double digit wins in his career. Um, you know, was twenty twenty championship runner up. He was very very close to winning the twenty twenty World Championship over Mir. It was only about I think it was seventeen points or something silly like that, and. Frankie is nowhere. Frankie is nowhere. Like, Dovi's on his own different sort of expectation given he's on last year's Yamaha, but it is sad what's happened to Frankie. It it breaks my heart because he's such a talent. He's such a great ambassador for the sport as well. He's a great, great guy. 
one of the few people that actually gives a shit about, you know, other social issues beyond MotoGP. It, it, it saddens me to see him so far down the order because we know what he's capable of. Yeah, we, we were we were gushing about this man two years ago. Like, give him the factory Yamaha. Give it to him now. Like, why are you putting him on last year's bike? Why are you putting him on a two-year-old bike? And it's like after all the struggle of being treated like shit, he got the opportunity. He got the miracle opportunity after Maverick tried to blow his bike up, and it's just gone to shit again. It's just oh, it breaks me, King. It hurts me, man. Like it, 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 oh, it's 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 the worst. I mean, what did you make of it, King? Overall, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I. I... <laughs> Despite what I said earlier, well, I say earlier as in the last episode, I don't feel comfortable reading what I wrote in the notes. Um, <laughs> sh- should I read it on your behalf, King? Uh, I, yeah. I, I think I, I think I can do the honors. Sure. Fabio decimated the Ducatis, though I think it's just mainly the result of Quadraro being built different. <laughs> oh, for God's sake! <laughs> That's the most Gen Z thing you've ever put out there, King. King's down with the kids now. Who'd afford it? I keep keep pointing out to people that being built different is not necessarily a sign that someone is built better. In this case, it is. (laughs) I mean, as as far as Yamaha, the thing is with the Yamaha is that in a very narrow operating window, it will go and just slap the field. We found that window. And when they find that window, Fabio Quattararo puts in performances like this, where he just beat the field into the same color as his bike, incidentally. Mm, black and blue. But when they're outside that window, it's a lower top 10 bike. And it's a question of how often can they get it into this window? And when it's not, how much can he mitigate it? Because that's another thing with Quadro is that he's typically not really going to throw away points on you. He may not get the best, the absolute best result, but he's not going to crater like um, someone else did during this race. Is that guitar? It, it, it's it's the sound of guitars and crunched bikes. This sounds like Sorry, a segue. <laughs> uh, more <laughs> questions were asked over Jack Miller's future at Ducati after he crashed at turn one late in the race and collected longstanding rival Johan Mir in the process. Miller was quick to apologize to everyone, including Mir, but it raised an eyebrow in the same weekend that Autosport of mm. Autosport Magazine published a story saying that Miller was in talks over a turn to LCR Honda. Miller mm. was quick to rubbish the reports, but folks, mm. what did you make of that and what do you make of the rumor would you take miller at lcr i mean (sighs) look jack miller the problem with jack miller is that he's just always the same he is very fast he's exceptional in wet conditions but what he's bad at risk assessment and tire management he's still bad at Mr. Consistency. Wait, maybe not. He, I mean, that was just, I'm not going to say it was a silly move, but the crash itself was pretty silly with Mir. Yeah, it was, he just overcooked it. It's just a classic, he was in way too hot, tried to get the thing turned, lost the front, 
down he went and maybe there was nothing me could do. He was just, Death, he just, he just got taxes, Ducati tucking the front tire, a tale yeah. as old as time. Yeah. And I was like, <coughs> oh no. I was like, oh no, not me. You you two beat the piss out of each other last year. <laughs> like, you two again? Uh, so, Listen, luckily, Mir is such a nice man that he uh, immediately forgave Jack. Um, just look, just it was a silly error. I mean, there's nothing. There was no malice, obviously, in that. It's just an unfortunate accident, really. It's the, Jack Miller might be the might be the key domino in silly season. Like I, the more I think about this, the more I'm not sure if, if a Fabio leaves Yamaha or not. And if that happens, and he stays. Miller might be the catalyst. Now, like I said, in, in, or RJ said in the report, Miller said after the weekend that the LCR story was bullshit. And uh, Davide Tardozzi, who runs the Ducati team, was very quick to you know, realign his support for Miller. I looked at that like, you know, in football, when the board gives you the vote of confidence. <laughs> like... If if you know what I mean, <laughs> like it's like yeah yeah no, he's doing a great job he's fine he's fine while they take him into the back room, uh, with, with the shotgun. Um, it, it's I, I don't know it's a weird one because you look at the LCR situation, like they're not great at the moment. Like Alex Marquez is riding for his job so much so that uh, and boy so, could we see it this weekend. Oh yeah, like great race he had with Marquez. That's a fantastic fight. Go check that out if you haven't already. Look like. You know it's mad when when people are so down on Alex Marquez. Certain journos are like literally writing that Alex Marquez needs more pressure for his job. Why are we talking about Alex Marquez losing his job? And I'm like, Jesus, that's a take, <clears throat> Van Man. <clears throat> but um, <laughs> somebody like, get Brother Ryan out here. <laughs> oh, he, he was back. He was in his room with a baseball bat when he read that article. I tell you, <laughs> like. The rumors about Takanakagami being replaced aren't going away. Like, I still think it's and a this bit... weekend did nothing to quell those rumors because no. Look, I love me some Taka, but the flashes of speed need to turn into something more than just flashes, or he he is not long for the top class. Ayagura is going to put that man in JSB one thousand, where Katsuki Nagasuka is still undefeated in twenty twenty two. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <sighs> it's it, it, I, I don't know it's like in a straight fight between Miller and Marquez I would probably still take Jack Miller but that Honda is not good right now like yeah but, speaking of false dons um Paul Espargaro has immediately thrown the bike back under the bus because uh oh yeah they're it, it, it just seems like they're treading water. I mean, Mark put the thing on pole before his lap was deleted, and then I think he would have ended up fourth anyways. And that lap was deleted because Paul Espargaro crashed his Honda quite severely at the end of qualifying. Everybody wanted to beat up Paul Espargaro. Mm. I don't get it. It's because... It's a weird one with Paul because it's like, for some reason, fans of this sport on Twitter really just don't like the Espagaro brothers. It's really strange. Like, it's. I, I think it's. I, I respect the fact that Paul is so honest. Um, because, yeah, like, Honda are going through it. Honda thought they'd figured this out at the start of the season 
They've touched oh, down on Europe, going? which is much more representative towards what a MotoGP season looks like. And they were like, nope, actually, we still got problems again. <laughs> so just like, oh, dear. And I think, what was it? It was the fight for seventh, was it, Cam, between the Marquez brothers? And that was the best sixth. Honda on the road. Was the, was the fight and for sixth. Paul, Paul blew a position to Pecco, who had a hellish weekend of his own, uh, right behind that fight. But, I mean, when you hear Mark talk about it, he basically is having to, he's just riding within his own limits here because he mm-hmm. certainly wasn't doing so at Coda because the man was over the line all the time. Mm. Um, it just seems that some tracks they put it on, this bike works really well. Other ones that just doesn't. And because it's so new and it's so different, they don't really have any previous data to go on. Mm. And when you've got basically no dry running until the race itself, in the case of this weekend, mm. um, you just end up lost. Yeah. No, yeah. Top Honda, sixth in the field. Mark Marquez. No. Mark Marquez spent <laughs> most, of the, most of the race on the bottom end of the top ten. Uh, and he, he he was better last year when he had one good arm. <laughs> that's like that's alarming to me regarding that situation. And Honda decided that they 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 decided no, I have not had enough of your toughest battles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Come, coming to God and asking for your toughest battles is going to be a theme of this podcast. <laughs> it is. It is. No, like like Cam, would you would you take Miller over Marquez? Over Alex. And else, yeah. <coughs> Genuine question. I mean, probably I would. But, it, like, that's the thing. You kind of know what you're getting with Jack, which isn't always good, but it does mm. have upside. With Alex, you have no idea. Because one weekend, Alex Marquez is looking like he's improving. I mean, he has a couple podiums to his name. He looked legitimately really good this weekend. Next weekend, is he going to be fighting for 18th again? I don't know, but that's how it feels with Alex all the time. He 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 peaks at being you know almost level with his brother, and then he troughs at being a backmarker. It's it's it's, it's a strange vibe. It's a really strange vibe. None of LCR Honda makes any sense. They're both struggling. I mean, look. I was sitting there a couple of weeks ago thinking, maybe just blow the whole team up and bring in both of the the, the Team Asia Moto2 riders. Just, just bring up Agura and Chantra. Just see how you go. <laughs> like, now I'm yeah, not I so mean... sure. If you can get Miller on the open market, why not? But, oof. Either option has problems. Like, it is not ideal at all. And, yeah, like... Miller torpedo in a new. He had a good result last like, like last time out in Kota. He had a good result. He was he was on the podium and thought, okay, maybe this will, maybe this will get somewhere. He's he's been open to talking about a demotion. He'll do do he'll play the team game. He'll go to Pramac if need be. Nope. <laughs> now we're talking about LCR. Oh dear, nothing makes sense. Nothing makes sense anymore. Speaking of not making any sense, Aprilia. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let's talk about it. Alicia Spargo finished third. Uh, very quiet but productive weekend. And we want to know like how weird it is we think of Alicia Spargo on an Aprilia <laughs> finishing third, and we call it a very quiet but productive weekend. Mm. He got Aprilia off concessions for 2023. Welcome to a moment in history. 
Everybody's now on an even playing field. And Leish has also thrust three points out of the championship lead. Uh, folks, uh, do you see a Leish as a true title contender? Well, he's how not going away, is he? I don't I like it here. If he makes it out of Magello and he's still near the top of the t- I'm not ready to buy in just yet. But if he gets out of Magello <clears throat> and he's still near or at the top of the table... I think we have a legitimate chance that Aprilia and Aprilia Ryder can win a world championship before a Ducati Ryder does. <coughs> oh, think about that. That's that, that it is the end times. I mean, dare I say it? Alicia Spargo has probably been the most consistent rider across all the races that we've had. The Damian <laughs> Lillard of MotoGP. You want to talk about <laughs> someone asking for all of God's hardest battles. He could have asked for God to stop. He could have gone to World Superbikes anytime. He could have gone to Moto America where they lost power during a race. <laughs> Even before about he that. got to Aprilia. But now, now it's working. Now Aprilia is really good. Now he is that number one rider. I like it. King, do you like this? Is this good? <laughs> where did they make Aprilias again? Uh, Italy. <laughs> oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I, I've if you listen to uh the previous episode of the show, you you know my feelings about uh <laughs> Italian sporting dominance over the past year or so. He's our resident Italian hater. Hashtag stop Italian hate. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and my my totally a hundred percent irrational hatred for Italians just not being able to lose. Some saying refusing to lose. I, I just can't. I, I pro, Anyone but Aprilia or Ducati. Just either of those two brands. Oh they my don't win god. <laughs> well, well Anea Bastianini is answering your wish because he just took his championship lead and threw it right in the fucking garbage. Mm. And Lo and behold, Aprilia. <laughs> Bro, what the fuck? We've got a Grassini Ducati and an Aprilia being the two main Italian uh, fighters in the championship. And, like, and, and, people think, <laughs> and people think that the F1 regulation change really shook the table. <laughs> These people have no idea, do they? Nothing no. shakes the table quite like incompetence in a pursuit of horsepower. Yes, it's it, it's a strange vibe. I mean, uh, you guys mentioned title contenders. Alex Rin sneaking in through the back door to take the tie for the title lead, going he from twenty third to fourth. How many and positions even did he pick up on lap one? Not one, not two, not three. We go through it twelve, twelve of yeah, them. Twelve of them. Mother <laughs> of God. And, and, and a late finishing third. And look. <clears throat> I mentioned it in the video I made about him last week. Like, like this is this is a huge win for MotoGP on a serious level. This is a huge win for MotoGP as a sport. Like, I remember when well, what we call concessions now was called the claiming rules back in 2011. And if you remember that 2011 grid, we had 17 full-time bikes on it, and three of them were factory Hondas. You know, it was 
it was not good. Like I still remember watching the intro for that season and thinking, my God, that was quick. Um, <laughs> there was one Suzuki left. It was the last year there in MotoGP. Kawasaki had already quit. We were down to three manufacturers by the end of the year. And the sport was on the brink of collapse. Like We were on the brink of this sport basically blowing up on itself. The sport got desperate. They had to bring in the claiming rules to get participation up slash costs, get people through the door. And for a while, it was a grind. It was a struggle. I mean, these guys were not competitive for a long time. And, you know, we, we went through the claiming rules, the open class. We let, we let production bikes back in for a little bit. But I mean, we were putting together, literally <laughs> putting bikes together from the spare parts bin. Yeah. Of the yeah, manufacturers. That's literally what the claiming rules were. And, the fact that 10 years later, the sport is as healthy and as prosperous as it's ever been. We have six committed, healthy manufacturers, and they are all genuinely competitive at times. You know, <laughs> Aprilia was the last team we had on concessions. KTM got off them a couple of years ago, and, you know... The fact we are here where we're at now with six healthy manufacturers and, in my opinion, the most genuinely competitive motorsport series in the world today. Dorna can be incredibly proud of what they've done with this sport because I thought now, we were now, dead. So, so I think we should pause for a second and, mm. and just sit back and soak in the fact that mm. Aprilia's new factory team has a race win. Yeah, Aprilia's former factory team has two race wins. What? Yeah. We've only we've only had four races this season so far. What's happening? Yeah, and they have uh, both sides of these two, two wins are, on the year. <laughs> both sides are thriving after the breakup. Yeah, everybody uh, it, they broke up on good terms, and everybody is happy. <laughs> Who'd have thought it? Like, hey, uh, look at us! Look at us! Who would have thought? Hey. Not me. Not, not me. Breakup's going good, you know. You know, we're, you know, we're not sleeping together anymore, but we're happy with the people that we got. The word of the yeah. day is compersion. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to the gym. I'm lifting weight. It's great. Anyway, uh, no, like it's, it's it is wild. I'm not spending rem- 44 billion dollars on a microblogging platform. I know. We, Why would you do good. that when you could have just downloaded it from the app store for free? Yeah, could use that money for something good, like uh. Solving world hunger. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah or, we could or do a that. Table but... to buy a three thousand dollar plate of field parm. <laughs> <laughs> and two tickets for the Grand Prix. I know. It, it's it's <laughs> remarkable. Dorna can take a lot of pride in what they've done, and we've talked about it before on this show. The concession system, the standardizing of ECUs, the the extras, the the fact they actually give more money to the independent teams, which my god, if F one ever got got their ideas together on that, I, I mean, geez, there's an idea for the Boy, first yeah, <laughs> next year for the I know it will never happen, but next year for the first time in twelve years, we will have a truly equal playing field in MotoGP, and that is a remarkable achievement given where this sport was a decade ago. Um, Hats off to everybody involved. Hats off to the to the, the Esperalta family and the Order Sports and everything they've done because I can't believe I'm saying this. 
fuck the alien era. This is way better. This is amazing. I love this series and the racing that it's producing at the moment. It's it's remarkable at how the transformation that is going to go down like a lead balloon on social media. I don't we, we don't care. care. Shit. We don't I, care. I don't care. We have I mean, come... is the alien era really over when the teen, the, like the teen prodigy that we all thought was going to dominate the sport for the next decade? is finally here after winning a world championship and still on the top of the standings. Yeah, it's <clears throat> a pretty as good a genuine shot at a championship. This is this is wild. This is and I know a lot of people are gonna hate that fact because it's a Prilia and because it's a late. I don't care. This is great. Like Oh, it's 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 a it's a breath of fresh air, and like, like I said, Alicia Espargaro is the embodiment of that, and that's great. I, I love it. I love it for all it's worth, and it's it's fantastic. And I, and yeah, like yeah, we're gonna get to the odd the odd dominant day like we got with Fabio, but we have no idea where this championship is going when we're four races in, and we got Horef again next weekend as, as well. So that's gonna Back be get the grind. Back at the grind, baby. The test track. We're going to Haref, everybody. And that will probably be the first real indicator of where the field is at because they test here. They know this place at the back of their hands. And it's going to be fascinating to see how that rolls up. Also, before we get out of here as well, um, I have to mention because this is a 75% American podcast. America is back in the wing corner, yeah! everybody. <laughs> We're back in the win column. It's been eighty-four years. <laughs> Technically, like, I remember been... when I was negative thirty years old, and <laughs> now elderly Ben Spees got a win. <laughs> RJ is throwing his shirt around. America won a race in the in, on the GP ladder for the first time since 2011. Joe Roberts, <laughs> baby. Joe, Joe Roberts, Roberts won. If Joe what Roberts we got won there was race. fucking awful, by the way. I mean, yeah, because oh. that was the other thing. I looked over and like Joe Robertson won and. Holy shit, why are there so many bikes on fire? What the hell happened? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 the, uh, it was a few spots of rain that had landed on the track going into yeah. turn two. And it's, it's one of those ones where there is absolutely no one to blame. It's just one of those completely unavoidable incidents. It, I've never seen anything like it. Like the leading trio, all high sided at the same time. I've it, it was incredible. It was horrifying, but also incredible to watch at the same time. Where it's like they all went down, and then they all hit that wet patch, and then next thing you know, there's twelve bikes in the gravel. The race had been red flagged. One of the marked years, I think it was Arbelino's bike, had caught fire because somebody hit his fuel tank and exploded. Jesus. Um, and uh, yeah, the worst of it, Aaron Canet broke his arm. He was leading the race. Um, Canet broke his arm um, and broke a finger. Um, he's had he's had he's had it operated on today. Um, um, he's amazingly he might still race a Haref this weekend. 
which is just bike races are stupid. Um, but yeah, it was it was a horrifying incident. Um, again, like I know people have been critical of race direction. I really don't know what more they could. Like, maybe they could have pulled the red flag a couple of seconds earlier, but I really don't see what difference it would have made in the end. It was just a completely unavoidable massive spill. Um, thankfully, everybody was relatively okay. I said, kind of got the worst of it, but um, thankfully, nothing serious. Um, but as the result, we got a seven-lap sprint race at the end, and Joe Roberts destroyed the field. <laughs> good for him. Like, good for him. And now Cestina Vietti has a race in hand because he finished second because he was running like 14th on the day. Like, most of the field in front of him crashed. They were all ineligible to take part in the restart because of the because of the old Mahias rule. Remember that, gentlemen? Uh, <laughs> the Mahias rule was back. Oh, I'm not explaining that shit again. Um, but uh, yeah, good, good, to, good to see everybody was all right at least. But uh, it was a fun race, man. Like Rins was up there. You know, we had the Marquez brothers beefing. Manyaya came up through the field. I mean, do you guys enjoy that too? Because I thought that was a great race. Mm. Yeah, it was pretty fun. The highlights were really, really good. I love the combination of the Algarve circuit and MotoGP bikes. It's so much fun. I love this place. I'm sad we only get to go here once a year now because we're back in we're back in something resembling the normal times. Mm. Yeah, it's 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 nice to get a little a little bit of normality in an otherwise crazy MotoGP calendar. Like I said, we are back at Haref this weekend. It's a it's a doubleheader weekend. Uh, like I said, I, I think we're gonna get the first true sign of what this field actually looks like at Haref, and that is gonna be fascinating to see how that turns out. I would still probably put money on another Fabio win, actually, but we'll we'll, we'll have to wait and see what happens. Which means, going knowing how this season's going to go, Brad Binder's probably going to win. Let's <laughs> <go>. <laughs> because we have to get maybe one more week of, of King on a broadcast shouting, Brad, pass some fucking bikes. <laughs> it's becoming his catchphrase. It's great. But uh, yeah, loaded weekend of action this weekend. We have MotoGP at Haref. We've got uh, IndyCar at Barber as well, isn't it? I'm pretty sure it's uh, IndyCar, IndyCar at Barber. IndyCar at Barber. Fuckers, we're back in Alabama. Yeah, IndyCar yeah, yeah. and Barber. We got some IMSA at Laguna Seca. It's just going to be a, a grand old time in America. And we have former- the real Monaco Grand Prix. Yes. Oh, that's right. Yes. That's right. We do. We the are best. gonna get. We are gonna get so roasted. That's it's I'm fine. Posted. That's right. Uh, you you can direct us. You can direct <clears> those complaints to our our official uh, PR our PR line at Ryan Eric King. Yep, it's, it's a good PR line. He, he responds <clears> properly. Uh, but uh, yeah, great weekend of action coming up. Looking forward to getting into all of that. Don't forget Joseph Newgarden's first shot at a million dollars if he can win at Barber. The guy that's won there three times already. That's going to be fascinating. Get get the giant check ready. We, we, we know we love a giant check in American sports, right? So, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. We love that shit. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll see that. And the Monaco E-Prix and MotoGP at Haref next week. Can't wait for that. Check it out if you haven't already. Until then... 
Places you can find us one more time. YouTube.com forward slash M101. Motorsport 101, I should say. Facebook.com forward slash Motorsport 101. Uh, Twitter, Motorsport underscore 101. Our handles at Harrison101HD, at RJ O'Connell, at Ryan Eric King, at CBuckley917. We're on Instagram, Motorsport101Pod. If you want some extra thoughts on everything out of Portamail, um, and Form 101 in Emily this past week. Check that out as well on the website, Motorsport 101. Check the blog section for that. There'll be videos up on there too. All of our, all of our shit goes up on there. It's a fun time. If you really like us, you can back us financially on <coughs> Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Motorsport 101. Like I said, we'll be back next week. We'll probably make probably make the EPRI the headliner, actually, because we, we are really gassed for the Monaco EPRI. Hey, you'll see the order on social media soon enough. But until then, I've been Dre Harrison, they've been RJ O'Connell, Ryan Eric King, and Cam Buckley. Until then, thanks for watching, or well, should say listening, and sayonara. Take care. <laughs> Later, y'all. Why? Talk about watching like we're still a visual medium. <laughs> we, we got you know RJ flinging his shirt for? off. <laughs> no, I'm watching out for the Italians. <laughs> I was about to say, damn, damn, like, well, maybe your guy Bender should just pass some fucking bikes. <laughs> Early 20th century America be like. <laughs> <laughs>